0: podcast episode 13. This is your host Sean Tudor.
1: And this is Sam. So Sean, what did we just get back from?
0: Oh, we just came back from Hawaii.
1: Yeah, we did. How was it?
0: It was a lot of fun. Uh, We did quite a few activities. We did. And got to uh, hang out with my cousin PJ.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. It really did show me uh, that during the wintertime, I do not want to live in Wisconsin. Uh Uh-huh. Literally every single morning, besides the very first one. Let's not count that one because we just had to spend a day traveling there. But it was a lot easier to get out of bed.
0: Oh. First morning was super easy to get out of bed because you couldn't sleep because of time zones i mean that is true yeah but no um it was a lot nicer to get out of bed especially when the sun hits you in the morning and you get up and it's warm out
1: just beautiful
0: all the time
1: because literally here in wisconsin even with your heat on it's still cold you can look outside it looks cold Your house still feels like that eerie cold. And you just want to cuddle up in bed and knock it out all day. Mm -hmm. It might have helped, too, that we didn't have Mimi with us to cuddle up with us.
0: Yeah, see, that just doesn't affect me either way.
1: That is true. You always get out of bed, and then Mimi comes and cuddles me.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice, and... um... It just is great to wake up and it'd be warm out and sunny and, um, no snow. None. No rust on cars. None. People had, like, their tools and stuff outside and they had, like, their gym equipment outside Um, Grand, they had fenced-in yards so people wouldn't steal their stuff. But, like, people did inside activities outside all year long because of the weather. Most people didn't even have garages. They just had carports so that they didn't get rained on when they were outside.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It was so damn nice.
1: It was super nice. The weather there every single day was a high of 77 and a low of 69, and PJ told us it was cold. Well,
0: it was a little colder than, like, the rest of the year, but he said it pretty much sits around that, like, 65 to 85 mm-hmm. all year, um, which isn't a bad spread.
1: Right. Yeah, if we would have been prepared to podcast and blog there more, I would have... I had so much motivation to do it while we were there.
0: Mm.
1: It was just so, like, inspiring to be in such a warm place. It was mm-hmm. just beautiful.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> the warmth is nice. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, what, what did it um, make you want to do? But you told me when we were there, you're like, man, this really makes me want to...
1: Take this seriously? Yeah. Like the podcast and the blog? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I kind of took, we got back Wednesday. Yeah. And I kind of took the rest of the week to just relax and hang out with Mimi. But starting tomorrow, I plan on doing some real hard work on this.
0: Yeah, because we are talking about uh, putting out two blogs a week then. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then podcast will still be once a week, but then I'll do the readings of the blog. Mm-hmm.
1: And we'll, I'll be posting more on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a huge improvement.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll
1: probably actually start planning our wedding.
0: That'd be cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Starting tomorrow. We'll see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was just so inspiring to be there. Literally, you drive down the road, ocean on one side, giant mountain on the other. Ugh, it just really got me going.
0: Yeah, I liked Hawaii a lot. Mm. I didn't. Um, the only thing that sucked was like the five-hour time difference, being mm. five hours behind. If mm. it was like two hours, it'd be one thing. But five hours just throws you off so much.
1: Yeah, I really struggled with that, especially because we're pretty strict on like our food times. I would say,
0: or like food times and our sleep times. Mm-hmm. So usually, yeah, we eat at like eight thirty nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Snack happens around eleven. Eating around one. I always do another snack or eat around 3, and then eat again around 7.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's usually a snack after the gym at, like, 5. Yeah. But, yeah, eat at 7 then.
0: And then uh, there, that was all out the window because everything was five hours back. So our bodies were like, what the hell is going on getting up at 8 a.m., and or we are getting up and eating at 8 a.m., so it was really 1 p.m. When back home, so our bodies were not understanding it. It was five-hour difference. And then in the afternoon, our last meal would end up being eaten back home time of 1 a.m. We'd eat at, like, 8, there's our last meal, 1 a.m. back home. Um, so our bodies were just not jiving.
1: Yeah, I struggled a lot more than you did um because i don't i don't know if it's just like i mean when i first met you i always struggled eating dinner anyways i always had to force myself Mm -hmm. and in the past year it got it's gotten a lot better but it seemed like eating at 1am again like my body thought like oh you're drunk and you need food to be sober in the morning And so my stomach would just feel
0: awful. Yeah, we almost felt, and this was really weird, we felt hungover almost every morning. Even though we weren't hardly drinking, we would have a couple beers. Mm -hmm. Which is that, I mean, we'll have a couple beers here, you know. So, but for some reason, eating that late made us feel hungover.
1: Yeah, it was very weird unpleasant to say mm-hmm. and the last our last couple days there we wanted to try and get back on a normal schedule so we got up at 4 a.m mm-hmm. had some snackies right away in the morning just to try and get back on schedule
0: mm-hmm. um, yes yeah, so, i mean that's really my only complaint about the trip was it, i would love to spend more time in a place like Hawaii. With the mountains and the ocean, it's just so close to each other. It's awesome, but the five-hour time difference to make it make it a lifestyle would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you chose someone somewhere here, um, like South Carolina, Florida, something like that, it's like a two-hour difference. And so that makes it a lot more reasonable.
1: Yeah, I think Florida and South Carolina are only one hour ahead of us.
0: I literally no idea.
1: I'm pretty sure. Um, but the other thing, too, is I learned a lot about my mental
0: toughness. Tell us some more.
1: Uh, so obviously when you're in Hawaii, you have to go hiking. Yeah. Uh, so Sean's cousin said he was going to start us off easy. Um, instead he took us on what he says is the second hardest hike in, on Oahu.
0: It was short though.
1: It was short. Uh, but it is pretty much straight up. Pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's, uh. Cocoa Head, so it's railroad ties all the way up the mountain. Um,
1: so I think you said we went up a 1,000 feet in less than a mile. And it took us 26 minutes.
0: Yeah. It was pretty brutal.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I learned quite a bit that I can really push myself. You were dying. <laughs> I I was dying, but I made it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was fun.
1: It was it was really cool. Mm-hmm. The views made it worth it. Um, I might have said at first that it was not worth it, but in the end, it was it was cool.
0: Reflecting back, almost everything you do was worth it, despite the pain in the moment.
1: Correct. You should get that trademarked or something.
0: If it's not already, that's ridiculous. But I I could, sure. (laughs) Um,
1: Tutors of Life quotes. There we go. Coming to you soon.
0: So, yeah, it was, uh, that one was really fun. And then we went to, well, so you learned how to really persevere. I did, yeah. In in that time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we went and did, uh, I don't remember what the mud waterfall hike was.
1: Why Manala Falls? Why
0: Manala Falls. Okay.
1: I think so. Don't quote me on that. Also, anyone who's from Hawaii, don't blame me on pronouncing that wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It was like a mile, a little over a mile of hiking through the mud. Literal mud.
1: Mud and a couple streams. A couple
0: streams to get to a waterfall where... People would jump off the side of the cliff into the little, I don't know, what do they call that at the bottom of a waterfall?
1: I don't know, but it was like a pond size.
0: A a pond. It was a pond, essentially. It was pretty small. Um, So PJ did it. Then convinced me to do it. And um, it was fun. All I could think of was like, I knew I was capable of doing it and PJ was capable of doing it. But I was looking around at some of the people um, not judging, just more going. uh, Physical-wise, I'm not sure if you're the most capable of humans to try this out. And there was just people trying it. And all I could think was, man, it's over a mile hike of mud. And I think it took us like
1: it's like to, an hour and a half to mostly. get in.
0: To get in, it took us an hour and a half. On the way back, we were used to it or like knew what we were in for, so it took us an hour. That's true. Yeah. But even then, it's like, dude, you got an hour hike back, and if you get injured out here, you're in some deep doo doo.
1: Mm-hmm. I did read some articles that they can airlift people out of there.
0: Oh okay. All right, that's good. Cause yeah, I that's all I could think of was like man. Some of these people could be in for a bad time.
1: Yeah. I'm not a strong swimmer, uh, so I did not take the chance.
0: Yeah. It's not even really the swimming part. It's the fact that you're jumping, like, I don't know, 30, 40 feet off the yeah. cliff into a pond.
1: Yeah. Sean knows I'm not an adventurous person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like my safe zones. I like solid ground. Um, the hikes I was fine with, those were fine and cool, fine and dandy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not a risk taker. Not going to go jumping off cliffs. Um, but I had fun. I enjoyed it and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that, uh, pictures of that trip will be posted up on the Instagram. hmm Um, and then after that, uh, I mean, I guess the next highlight was, uh, surfing. Surfing. Yeah, surfing was a lot of fun. Sam, how fun was surfing?
1: I loved it. Loved it.
0: Now keep in mind, gang, Sam was very upset that I signed her up for surfing. Well, that I had PJ sign her up for surfing.
1: I was. Once again, not adventurous.
0: So, Sam ended up being an El Natural and was riding waves better than PJ and I. Um, I so, only
1: fell off twice, three times, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I probably rode like 10, 15 waves. I, at least. I, We we all rode a lot of waves.
0: hmm So, yeah, no, it was super fun. Um, I would definitely like to do that every time i visit a warm place
1: a place yeah that has waves yeah yeah for
0: sure
1: um i highly suggest for anyone who wants to try it get a instructor
0: oh my gosh people were out there trying to do it on their own and they had no idea what they were doing and there's people out there that didn't hit a single wave mm-hmm. we paid 60 bucks or wait 50 bucks for the lesson which was an hour and 45 minutes or something an hour mm-hmm. and a half and 15 bucks for the rental
1: yeah 15 to 20 or something
0: 20 for the rental maybe it was 20 yeah 20 for the rental Mm -hmm. and um he taught us what to do um helped us hit waves and we were able to surf at least a dozen waves each Mm -hmm. that we were like effectively were able to surf and for the 50 bucks it's worth it. You got to spend 20 bucks to rent a board, anyways. Right. So, for 50 bucks, you actually get to ride waves because he had never done it before. Uh, do that. Mm-hmm. So, that was super fun. And um, yeah, if we, you know, go to the ocean, well, when we go to the ocean next, we're going to find another instructor and do some more lessons um, just so we can have some fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you. You tried to ride a wave by yourself, didn't you?
0: Mm-hmm. What's tough is, is like...
1: It was like the timing of it.
0: When the guy helps you out, he tells you... He gives you... A, well, not all the time, but sometimes if the wave's coming in close, he'll give you a little shove to get you up to speed. Um, other times, if it's far enough away and he can tell that it's going to be a good one, he'll tell you to start paddling. Um, but then he tells you when to get up. Mm-hmm. And so when I tried to hit it on my own and I had to wait for the get up or like, and I had to feel when that was, I would miss it. I missed it. I tried it like twice and I missed it both times. And then I was like, we're paying this dude to help us out. I'm going to just be with him the whole time and I can try this out on my own whenever I want. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was fun. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. We did find out that I'm, uh, they call it goofy-footed, mm-hmm. um, or we're pretty sure I am, because especially for surfing, if you're right-footed, you're supposed to have your, your right foot in back, yep. and you're supposed to get up with your left foot first. Um, I could not do that. I just struggled. And now we're thinking that might be my problem with snowboarding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll let you know next winter when I try, uh, snowboarding the other way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's cool. That's fun.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. So, yeah.
1: And then I, that was pretty much most of our adventure. We did a lot of reading, which was so nice. Mm-hmm. I love reading books. Um, right now me and my coworkers are all rereading the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Team Gold Star, and yeah, I got way ahead. I finished my second book or the second book there, and I had to tell Sean about what I discovered mm-hmm. because none of my coworkers are far enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, did that, and then I, I was reading Rachel Hollis's, uh, don't stop apologize or stop apologizing. Girls, stop apologizing. There it that's is. It. So that's good. her second book. Um, and that also, I mean, really pushed me to want to do more with Tutors of Life as well. Mm-hmm. What were you reading, Sean?
0: I read this book called uh, The Institute.
1: By uh, Stephen King, right?
0: By Stephen King. Very mm-hmm. good book. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That's good. Um, so that was fun. And then I was reading. I just read little excerpts out of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, uh, that book. I don't read it a lot, and he even says in, like, the intro of the book, do not try to read this cover to cover. Just read a chapter here and there Mm -hmm. so you can digest it. Um, So that's what I do. I just read a chapter. Pretty much I'll read, like, a chapter a week. And it just gives you a little, a little extra to think about that week. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was reading with the institute.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, just to throw this out there, read books, people. Just do it. I got Sean into reading. He's been enjoying it. I think Tina's starting to read books or listen to books now downstairs.
0: Yeah, she used to read growing like growing up. She would read every night, but for some reason she quit that.
1: Mm-hmm. I never read until I think it was in high school. Really, I mean besides like the required books, but then I really started getting into it once I was in college, um, and I love it. It's so I love being able to escape into a different world, but they do say it does slow down. Um, alzheimer's and dementia Mm -hmm. so improve your mental health read books
0: if you read it decreases uh alzheimer's and dementia by like 70 some to 80 Mm percent so can be very beneficial health-wise to read
1: Mm -hmm. uh i got sean hook to reading um from the uglies series Mm -hmm. by scott westerfield
0: just such good books.
1: Such good, books. Such good um, books. And they're making that into a TV show or movie soon, so I highly suggest everyone and anyone to read that series. Mm-hmm. And then I got him hooked on Harry Potter, so it's yeah. so my pride and joy is Harry Potter.
0: Yeah. And then I read a lot of business books.
1: hmm Sean, do retain more from personal growth books by reading them or listening to them. Listening. Really? You retain more from listening? Mm-hmm. Damn, I don't.
0: The, the reason reading does is because I can highlight what I just read and I could go back to it and read it again. Mm-hmm. When I listen to it, I can hear the person, whenever I think back to it, go over that in my head.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, if it was something said well enough to move me.
1: Oh yeah. So Sean's not a very creative person.
0: I am so stupid and I forget everything. I will, I have brain dumped easily, easily brain dumped 99% of stuff I learned in school. I just don't remember it. Period. Any of it. I don't like I wrote, I don't, I don't know how many business plans I wrote and without pulling up a business plan, I cannot tell you how to do it. But once I pull up the business plan,
1: then he can remember and
0: I look at it, then I can remember what I'm doing. But if you ask me to recall a business plan from memory, it's not going to happen. I have to like, see the, the paper, the tool I would use. And I go, Oh yeah, this sounds done. Um, same with like, making a PowerPoint, putting together a presentation of sorts, anything like that, I just can't do it. I can't, like, think on how it would be done. But if I, like, look at it and start doing it, then it comes to me. Um, And that's with everything I've learned in school, Um, a lot of the stuff I've learned in my business.
1: So do you think at some point you could have learned, or you did learn, what Control-F does? And you just forgot?
0: Very good chance. I I'm telling you, most likely.
1: Just so everyone knows, uh, Control F is find. So if you're looking through a word document, and you want to look like find a specific word. You can do Control F and type in the word you're looking for. Um, Sean one day came home so excited that he learned this from a classmate, and I was just like, who doesn't know that? Your friends also don't know that somehow. They yeah. also have asked me about it.
0: Yeah, it's um crazy world out there.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, back on track, Sean's creativity. Um, he has that problem with reading too, like reading any book. So all the Harry Potter books, when he read them, we had to watch the movie beforehand so he could imagine it better because he couldn't picture what the words were saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: So, it, I mean, that makes sense that you do better listening to books because you can visualize, like, them saying it. Well, that's why I
0: liked, um, I watched The Witcher, and then I read a couple of The Witcher books.
1: Oh, yeah, the short stories ones.
0: And then I could visualize that in his books, or in his short stories. Um, but I kind of tried doing that with, I tried doing uh, the Game of Thrones, and then my mind couldn't even wrap around what the hell was going on until I would watch the episode, and then read the chapter. Watch the episode, read the chapter. Watch the episode, read the chapter. And that just got way too annoying. So I quit after like the fifth episode.
1: And I I can't stand it. I I tried watching it with him. I I couldn't do it.
0: So yeah, I couldn't. I just uh, my visualization and creativity isn't. Uh, isn't very good. Mm.
1: That's why it's good we have each other. Sure. Okay, enough about Hawaii. Um, what?
0: Oh, We went to a luau.
1: Oh, yeah, the luau was really cool. I highly recommend any of those. They were fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, I wish they danced longer, but that's okay. It was really cool.
0: You're saying what?
1: I wish they danced longer.
0: Oh, mm-hmm
1: um mm-hmm. uh, but it was cool to like learn about like the polynesian culture because they made it a very informational luau and it was stuff i've never known and it was really cool
0: yeah um
1: but yeah so i highly suggest going to hawaii but don't just go sit on the beach you can do that in florida go hiking go to a luau go surfing well you can do that in florida too but yeah I don't know. Go do the things that you can't do on the mainland.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, Sean, what happened while we were in Hawaii business wise?
0: Okay. Properties? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Ryan and I started doing our little uh, real estate thing. And um, while we were there, he found a fix and flip for us that he picked up um we are talking about possibly wholesaling it um reason being
1: have we talked about what wholesaling is
0: i don't know um so all right so what ryan and i are doing uh we're doing wholesaling we're doing fix and flip and we're doing burring and we'll do some uh some long-term holds, but our goal with the long-term holds is to burr them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll break that down for you real quick. Um, what wholesaling is, is Ryan and I will put in an offer on a property. When we get the accepted offer, we can assign that contract to someone else. So we have some friends um, interested in uh, doing long-term holds for investing. We have some friends interested in fix and flips. Um, And so what we would do is we would find the property, we would purchase it, well, we would get the signed agreement, offer to purchase, and then we would sell that contract. Mm -hmm. We will, so we will write up another contract stating, so-and-so is buying our contract for x and x property from whom um and so it's it's pretty much us connecting uh, a a buyer and a seller a buyer and a seller the thing is and and like what ryan and are kind of going for on our wholesales is if we can't get someone to buy it it's not a big deal because it's still a property we would buy Mm -hmm. um and so I'm sure as we build and scale, that won't always remain true. Um, but that's where we're at with this one. And, and I was, the big thing is if we can't wholesale it, it's not a big deal because it's a good fix and flip or it's a very good burr. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wholesaling. Essentially, you're selling a contract um, to someone else.
1: Right. And you and Ryan are doing it in like a, a good way I, I, as I see it, because you're really trying to help like the people that are around you.
0: Right. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the person, so the person we're looking at wholesaling that one too, he does fix and flips all the time. Uh, next week I'm talking to him about the, uh, the benefits of burring, uh, cause he's not familiar with that. But, um, yeah, he's a pretty close friend to Ryan and I, so that's what he does pretty much full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Ryan and I can give him some properties to flip, that's a win-win.
1: Mm-hmm. And buring for all you non-real estate people, is buy, refinish, refinance, rent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Or renovate, not refinish. Renovate.
0: yeah. So you buy it and you renovate it. Um, so most of the ones you're burring, they're not up to value. Um, so you buy the house, kick whoever's out living there, renovate the property, go to your bank, get a reappraisal and refinance it, uh, to bring it up to a higher value and then you rent it out. And essentially what happens then is you buy a property at a low price. You put some money into it to renovate it. Then you go to your bank to get a reappraisal and a refinance. And so say you buy the property at a 100,000. Okay. You put $10,000 into renovations so here at 110,000, you know, that the property is worth 160 to 170,000, you know, what let's make it, it's worth 150,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the after value, um, the after value amount is going to be 150,000. You have $110,000 into it. So you had to put $20,000 down payment. So the loan was for 80,000. Okay you put 10,000 in renovations so your money in the deal is $30,000. Now, when you cash out refinance single family, this is this is what I've gotten from banks. Single family, you can do up to 75% of the money you have into the deal. Commercial, you can have seven you can have up to 70% come out of the deal. So cash out refinance why this is important. That cash is not taxable. So, um, I just from recalling memory, I think 25. Well, what's 25% of 150? I think it's. Well, so 75% of 150, I think it's 112,500 because I've calculated this out before. Um, that might be a little off, but.
1: I think it's like 38,000.
0: So it'd be around 112. Yeah. All right. So 112.5, we'll go with. You have $30,000 into the deal. You cash out refinance. So you can cash out refinance up to 112,500 because that is 75% of the deal. Mm -hmm. So you'll have 25% equity into the property you get your thirty thousand dollars you put in back in your pocket plus you made twenty five hundred bucks because you had a hundred and ten thousand in you get a hundred and twelve five back so not only do you have zero money into a deal you got all your money back plus you got twenty five hundred in your pocket and Now you have it rented out and getting you cash flow. So you are getting a phenomenal return on your money invested because you didn't invest any money. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the idea behind burying and why it's so powerful is when you start making a higher income, you will not be taxed on that money that you pull out. So when you cash out refi, You don't get taxed on that. Where if we were to sell that property, we're going to get hit with 40% tax. Mm -hmm. So it's almost more beneficial for us to keep them and just take the cash flow. Right, yeah. So, and then fix and flip is just that. You buy a property, you fix it up, and you put it back on the market to sell it.
1: Oh, man, that reminds me. While we are in Hawaii, we watched, like fixing fixer upper 101 i don't know uh on good old hgtv i love that shit but the guy was talking about or they got mad at this couple because they gutted this house and he's just like no put drywall right over top of the old drywall wood paneling whatever don't gut it it's waste of time blew my
0: mind it was crazy because um I've done a couple of remodels now. In every remodel I do, when I gut an area, it's usually wood paneling, drywall, lath and plaster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for some fucking reason, well, I know the reason now. When people flip properties, they just, instead of going through the hassle of gutting everything, getting everything dirty, starting from the studs again. They just put another layer on. You know? You just get rid of one super long dirty step Mm -hmm. and you just throw a layer on top of it. Mm -hmm. And so here in this, I'm just like, damn. It's just crazy that they're advocating for that on a fix, on a a HGTV. Millions of people have watched this shit Mm -hmm. and they're just like, no, no, no. You do not do stuff the right way. You do stuff the cheap way.
1: But, and this is specifically for, uh... Fix and flips. Fix and flips. Yep. Um, because I'm guessing pretty much the idea is you made it look good and now it's not your problem. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're a good person, it might kill you a little bit on the inside.
0: Yeah, so that's something I'm going to have to do moving forward, which is going to be tough because I like to, uh, make it uh, make it right but um, I know now that I shouldn't do that Yeah, no if, you know when I'm flipping and stuff um, which it makes sense because gutting a project you want to think gutting is going to be fast but once you gut it you have to do all that cleanup now you got to put insulation in every exterior wall and then you got to come back with half inch drywall or three eighths drywall and drywall everything compared to taking quarter inch drywall, tossing it over the top and being done. Mm-hmm. And, and so,
1: I mean, cause when we did the, uh, when we gutted our house or part of our house, there's just dust and dirt and gross shit everywhere for so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if we would have, for our house, well, I don't know, because the reason we had to gut it was because there was leaks.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had to. Yeah. Well, we could have gone away with it, I think, in the Mud room. Mud room. But not in the living room. The living room, we did have, like, a leak um, under the window or something.
0: Two leaks under the windows.
1: Yeah. So, we, I mean, we had to gut it and make sure it wasn't, like, rotted and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. I don't know. It was just crazy.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. So, the more you know. Well, and also, the guy was saying, like, if you you understand construction and you're trying to flip houses, you should not be doing the work. Like, you can, worst case Ontario... But he's like, you need to be general contracting it because you understand what you can expect from the contractors mm-hmm. and do that so you can do more projects and you won't get burnt out. Right. Um, and I really liked that because my idea was, well, I'll just do everything because I'm semi-capable of doing most of the stuff mm-hmm. um, and then just hiring out like a few things. Mm-hmm. But after listening to that, I was like, Damn. That's a good point because if we've got, honestly, if we have more than one flip at a time, how the hell am I supposed to do it? Right. So, um, no, that was really cool listening to the general part. Um, so Ryan and I uh, got us that one property. And then, so we may wholesale that. We'll, we'll find out this week. And then we've got three more single families under contract. Um, they'll all be under the same loan. And so what we're thinking of doing is um, three single families, we're going to fix up and sell two of them, which will bring the loan down to close to zero. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to cash out, refinance up to 75% of the last single family. And... um, we will rent that out uh, and get cash flow on that. We will get, you know, not if from our projections, not only will we get all of our money back out of the deal, we're gonna about double the money we had into the deal mm-hmm. back out in profit. So we're gonna cash out refi, keep one as a rental. That way we don't get hit with taxes. I understand when we go to sell that property, We're going to be hit with taxes on pretty much the whole loan, but we'll deal with that when that comes. Right.
1: Um, then last, I guess we can talk about what we talked about last night.
0: Yeah. Take her away, Sam. Um,
1: I don't know. I guess lately a lot, we've been thinking about like what we want for a future. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's not lately. We do that all the time.
1: True. Yeah. You like to talk about it constantly. Um, but I was, I don't know. I was just thinking about it and Sean and I discussed that we were going to sell the current house we're living in next winter. Um, and I decided I didn't really want to be the one to hold us back anymore. Um, I'm very attached to this house that we have. It was the first house we bought together. We put a lot of work into it. Um, and I really do love it. I, I love this house, but it's not helping us get farther. And it's not, it's not my forever home either. Um, so I told Sean as soon as he finds us a duplex to live in, um, we can live in one side, rent out the other side, have it pay for our mortgage. That'll decrease our spending by... $500 right now cuz i think that's how much yeah, that's how much we put in our mortgage and our utilities. Mhm. Um actually but, yeah. Good. I think it's almost $600 actually.
0: Yeah. And um we won't have roommates. Right. So we'll go from two roommates to no roommates mm-hmm. and have more income.
1: Mhm. Um not that we don't love our roommates. Yeah. Tina, I know you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. But Tina's also going to get a duplex so she can do the same thing for herself, too. Um, but, yeah. I I realized it was time that we should just sell this sooner rather than later. And then we don't have to worry about prepping this after we get married to sell. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we'll only probably live in a duplex for a year, maybe two years, and then move on from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we can move into another one, um, nicer one if we wanted. Um, Possible to move into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the big, the big thing to me with selling this is uh, when we got this house two years ago, we got it to fix it, and sell it in two years because when it's a two-year market we don't get hit with taxes for selling it mm-hmm. and so that was the whole point of getting this property this property the inside layout isn't awful but like the yard layout is so there's
1: yeah it's just like kind of smack dab in the middle of the lot and so we have quite a bit of front yard quite a bit of backyard
0: a tiny little bit of side yard very tiny.
1: Right. So it's just like a very awkward shape to try and fence in, mm-hmm. which, which we want so we can have Mimi go outside whenever she wants.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the big issue that I'm not a fan of this house long term is the yard is very unutilizable. Um, and so I'd rather do what we originally planned on. And sell it and move into something that works a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, and won't cost us anything.
1: Right. Plus, I need my big library.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, we got to get a library for Sam, which is not going to happen in the next house. But it could happen in a couple houses from now.
1: Five-year goal. Have a library.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So...
1: Well, this was kind of like a fun little update, let's throw everything at you kind of episode.
0: Sure was. Um,
1: Next week, what are we researching, Sean?
0: Relationships.
1: Friendships, relationships, pretty much how to treat people, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I'll leave you with that I got from Think and Grow Rich. Um, Faith, love, and sex are the three most powerful emotions. Um, When you combine them together, you get very powerful actions. Um, So if you are thinking of something um, and you connect faith, love, or sex to the thing you are thinking, your subconscious will act on it if you give it enough power and validity in your mind. So be very careful of what you're thinking about, and what kind of emotion you are connecting with what you're thinking about, because that can come out in your subconscious without you even realizing it. Damn. Be be very thoughtful of your thoughts. That's what I got.
1: Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I like that because I've heard that before. That if you have like, I mean, we've talked about that with the positive mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you think positively everything will come your way.
0: Mhm.
1: Cool? Well, that's all I got.
0: All right, everybody, check us out on tutorsoflife.com. Uh you clearly know where to find us on our podcast. Check out Tutors of Life on Instagram and have a splendid day.